so should we just start with with uh, that paste article? Sure. We need to. Can you do you have it pulled up? I sure do. Okay. Can you just can you just read that for me, please? Sure. Do you want me to do the the tweet? Yes. Okay. Uh, tweet from Pace Magazine. Uh, let's see. Des- December twenty third, twenty twenty, at twelve sixteen p.m. Quote: Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven's multiple failures sum up everything wrong with the video game industry. It's the game of the year in the same way Hitler was Time's Man of the Year. <laughs> Bitly Link. <laughs> oh, you got to love it. You just, you just gotta. When people are just like bored, <laughs> you know that's that's peak boredness. Let's let's do uh, a fun game we like to call uh, Hitler hyperbole. <laughs> Hitler hyperbole. Mm-hmm. And understandably and uh, expectedly, Twitter wasn't having that, <laughs> and pretty much everyone was like, "Hey, man, what? Bad article title? Huh?" I hope that's not the whole thing. Oh, what? Please have more context. Yeah. Uh, that's how I've just, I don't even have the energy anymore. How about this? How about we get into the beers and then we delve deeper into exactly okay. what's okay. going on here? Now, listen, the only reason that the, we're even acknowledging that article or anything doing with Project CD, CD Project Red is because we kind of I wouldn't say we owe them an apology because they royally fucked oh, up. Oh no, definitely not. But we do have to uh amend some things from last week's episode, I would say. Yeah, there have definitely been updates. So Literally uh I think minutes after we finished our episode, yeah, there were new updates. Yes. So, yeah. So uh and and you know, well like you said, let's get into the beer and we'll elaborate. Elaborate. We'll elaborate. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for being here on another wonderful Christmas time. We uh, probably have done, I don't know, three or four Christmas episodes at this point. At least three, yeah. And I'm sure that we've had this on the podcast before. Uh Uh-huh. So, I figure in lieu of... I mean, we can review it again just for shits and giggles. But sure. the way that I feel about it is, we just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Try to just have a good time, and 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 uh and and let this be our our Christmas our Christmas episode, and just and just you know, the Christmas special. The Christmas special. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so, without further ado, Adam, please tell the people what we're drinking. This is the Delirium Noel. It is uh from a family brewery, brewed and bottled in the. brewery Mm -hmm. uh which is in mel slash ghent belgium and i'm sure i butchered all of that uh they've been brewing since 1654 believe it or not this is a 10 percent abv and uh that's about all the info i got for you bud that's belgian ale that is all we need Ooh, look at that Mm. beautiful Mm. bottle Mm. beautiful label Beautiful baby boy named Obesius. Mm. My name is Marco Dupa. This is episode 293 of the One Baron Podcast. Bam, look at that. Smooth.
Episode 293, thanks for joining us. We are so happy you're here. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Actually, you can still be anywhere in the world and be with us. But you're tuned in to the number one crew in the area. The area of this apartment complex. Yes. Thank you. You guys made it. And we're better every day for it. Look at that. Look at that. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Look at that delirium glass. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <coughs> yeah, oh, by yeah. the time that this episode sees the light of day, <coughs> it will have been a wonderful Christmas time. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. For everybody. Hopefully, as we said before, with uh, Thanksgiving, hopefully you're doing it as safe as possible. Hopefully, if you uh, if you had to travel, if if you know if you did any traveling, hopefully you did it as safe as possible. In the best case scenario, you didn't, and everybody's socially distanced and all that jazz. Yeah. If you um, did, quarantine. Yeah. Get some which tests, is, which is probably what I'm gonna have to do. Should I talk about that, or should I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen next week, but I've already mentioned it. So yeah. I have family coming over, um, and I'm not gonna badmouth my family, although I want to. No, <laughs> I don't want to. I just, I don't want to be around that many human beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. as you shouldn't be. Uh, I feel like a lot of our families are, you know, still have that uh that urge to meet in person and gather together and celebrate the holidays like we always have mm-hmm. but uh yeah i mean we have to err on the side of safety especially when we can so uh because of that we'll be doing most likely a virtual show yeah next episode so we'll be throwing back to earlier this year mm-hmm. when we had our how many episodes was it like 5 no it was more than that dude really it was like I think it was close to 10 episodes. Wow. Yeah, it was oh. like seven or eight episodes, I think. Well, it feels like years ago. I know. I have an idea that I'll talk to you about later. Okay. That I think could uh, make it so that it looks pretty dope still. Okay. So we'll talk about that. But in the meantime, um, yeah, let's 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 get the CD, CD Project Red stuff out there because I feel like anybody who listened to last week's episode, like you said, updates came literally minutes after we finished recording mm-hmm. and it was like okay what do we do go back and record another hour's worth of stuff do we do five minutes and tack that on to the end of the episode and say hey uh i guess they did what we said that they would not here's do. an addendum uh, yeah. or or do we just wait and and just kind of follow up yeah and that's what we're doing so yeah so first things first we opened with talking about this pace magazine article um so obviously they got thrashed for comparing cd project red and cyberpunk to a video game to hitler yeah now i actually i gave them the click i gave pace magazine the click sure somebody had to (laughs) looked at the article itself um it's kind of scanned it a bit just to get a bit of context for this um, I'm not sure if this was an edit or if it was in the article to begin with, but the full statement that they kind of summarized in that tweet um, is as follows. 
Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, let me let me actually preface. This is written by Garrett Martin, who's the senior editor at Pace Magazine. So, no, we're coming, Garrett. Pretty high up, dude, uh, with Pace, mm-hmm. and he has also made his tweets protected for <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, oh man, the internet. Oh yeah, the internet. Swift. Um, so his quote from this article is: Cyberpunk 2077. Is the game of the year in the same way Hitler was Time Magazine's or Time's Man of the Year in 1938, uh, not as an award or an accolade, but as a warning and admonishment to the rest of the world. And after that, he has in parentheses, and no, we are in no way comparing a bad game to history's greatest monster. But if you're looking for an example of when an award quote isn't really an award, Time kind of sets the standard back in 38. I am sure that in the um, 80, 90 years preceding that he could have found a better example. Probably. Here's the thing. That I understand and everyone pretty much understood what he was trying to do with yeah. that. It's not, it's not a literal comparison of the game or the game developer to Hitler himself. It's, right. It's an example of this. We're giving it an award as a warning essentially right and 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 listen first of all we got it you Mm -hmm. didn't have to explain it because we read it and we understood it you you were just wrong it's just still bad it's 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 nothing nothing yeah second of all it's not even a good analogy even if it wasn't hitler because for all intents and purposes uh cyberpunk 2077 is a really good game. Yeah. It's just, we're talking about it at its lowest. You know, there's all the problems that we, we discussed last week, blah, blah, blah. But what, if yeah. the game is played at its peak, it's a nine out of 10, according to IGN, True. right? So that would be like saying, you know, if, if Hitler was just, I mean, when Hitler's in a bad mood, he kills Jews. But when he's in a good mood, he's a humanitarian. Right. He's, like, it's not a good comparison. Even no. if we were to take it on face value, it's like, it's still a bad it, analogy. I mean, even if it was the perfect analogy, which, you know, I I get the analogy, like you were saying. It it, it makes sense in a way, but again, it's, it's just a ghastly thing that you will always be admonished for doing when you're comparing Hitler to anything that is not Hitler. Right. You know, like... Exactly. I mean, <laughs> even the people who compare Trump to Hitler, it goes... Everyone goes, all well, right, you're going a little yeah, too far. Yeah. You might not like his politics... And I mean, whatever, <clears throat> but yeah, no, just it's, don't it's, do it. Yeah, just, you, you just, just don't do it. You're wading in the waters that, you know, there's going to be people who are going to jump up and bite you for, and you're doing it on purpose. Right. So don't act surprised and don't tack on your cute little parentheses like, hey, no, we're not comparing him to history's greatest monster. It's like, then you shouldn't have done it from the jump. You right. knew, you knew what you were asking for. You should, you should unprotect your tweets, and you should stand in the line of fire and take everything that's thrown at you because you fucking did it on purpose. Yeah. Un- unless that pace- shit is cowardly. That shit pisses me off to see him do that. What's he getting? And, death then, and then hide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, you know, I would understand if you know this was some underling who had to write this clickbaity article that paste was going to take advantage of yeah. and put it out there uh, d- just for the controversy. But this is a senior editor yeah. at Paste Magazine, so I don't feel bad. No, he knew what he was getting into. 
again, he's a guy who's probably probably been at Paste for a number of years and probably have written a thousand articles like that. Mm-hmm. So, and you just gotta know, dude. You just well, gotta. Yeah, know. I mean, you don't come up with a line like that and have it used as a headline in a, in a tweet not thinking it's going to be controversial yeah you do it because it is controversial and you know what i mean for everything we're saying negatively about it i'm sure it did its job oh I yeah clicked on it yeah so you know and on top of that it becoming viral for negative reasons it's still getting clicks on pace magazine i think that that is the i think that's the only example in which um bad publicity is still publicity when it comes yeah. to um, clickbaity articles. Well, they're making their money. Yeah. That's that, it. I think that's the only example. Whenever people say that, I don't think, you know, it doesn't help someone's, like the, the Tom Cruise thing, for instance. We didn't get a chance to talk about that, but <clears throat> that tape coming out and people saying like, well, I mean, any publicity is good publicity. And it's like, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people who agreed with what he was saying, didn't agree. They agreed with the sentiment, didn't agree with the delivery. So some people who say that, you know, it was all a performance and that's what Tom Cruise does and that's what he is as a performer. And so him freaking out on set for Mission Impossible seven. seven, Yeah. uh, Because somebody wasn't, I guess, maybe a group of people weren't adhering to the COVID. It was you and you and you. You're going to cause him his job. (laughs) You motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I said it and now I want it. And if I don't get it. You're gone. You're gone. Okay? You're gone. You're gone. Listen. Listen. You can say whatever you want about Tom Cruise as a person. And you can call that a performance. And you can say that it was It was certainly a performance. It was definitely a performance. I don't think there's any question in that. (laughs) It was an Oscar-winning performance. (laughs) Yeah. First of all... It's the most passion I've heard in any of his... Ten years is last ten years of performances. People are comparing it to Les Les Grossman, Uh his character from Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better. I think it's better. Yeah. Uh, So call it what you want. I call it genius. (laughs) I loved every second of it. And listen, if you couldn't tell, I've listened to it at least five or six more times. Yeah. I love it. I love every second of it. And, (laughs) you know, spare me the poor old, you know, key grip who got his ass chewed by Tom Cruise for for breaking COVID protocols and people who are like, there's no reason to talk to somebody like that. You know what? I disagree. Mm -hmm. I think there's a perfectly good reason to talk to people like that. You know what it's called? The pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think that he exaggerated or overreacted. Well, and and here's the thing, too. Millions of dollars on the line, right? Mm Mm-hmm hundreds of jobs mm-hmm. on the line uh people's not only livelihoods but lives themselves mm-hmm. on the line you know i gotta say I, I i agree that you shouldn't talk to your employees essentially your employees that way That's yeah because he's the executive producer he's right. basically running the show the entire show from right like you know mi33 on yeah and it's partially what he was talking about about having all this pressure on his back and having to call producers every night and talk about what they're doing producers yeah (laughs) that's what i sleep with that's what i sleep with yeah so uh that's that's kind of what he's he's talking about you shouldn't as a boss you should be able to um you're losing your hat slowly (laughs) yeah i know it's oh there we go there it is so much hair so much hair um you know you, you should be able to as an adult and as a person in a leadership position, get your point across without reaching that level. Sure. Right? Sure. That uh, being agreed, said, agreed. that being said, 
you have to agree with his sentiment. Yeah. You know, you have to. You have to. You just have to. Yeah. So, I, you know, know, we we uh, I, I we were talking about this because th- that beautiful, beautiful video or uh, sound soundbite came out again. It was another thing that came out minutes after we finished recording. Yeah. And um, I, I had read this thing on Twitter. <clears throat> I can't remember who it was. I think it was Torre who said that he had interviewed George Clooney once. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this was years ago. And he basically said the same thing. You know, he asked George Clooney, like, how do you choose movies and how mm-hmm. do you find yourself in a movie that you don't ultimately uh, like or agree with or think is going to be good flat out, basically? Yeah. And his sentiment was exactly the same. It's like, look, dude, I'm George fucking Clooney. I'm an A-list superstar. When I attach my name to a property, that thing gets made. Right. And when that thing gets made, hundreds of people get a job. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars change hands. Livelihoods keep going. Yeah. Because I decided that I was going to do this movie. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cruise is in the same exact position. When Tom Cruise decides I'm going to do something. Yeah. He, millions he of puts, dollars. He puts the weight and money of Tom Cruise behind it. Yeah. And that's, you know, you can look at <clears throat> the arts and you can look at actors as expendable especially right now because that's what I, I saw that sentiment a lot too was like yeah. oh i'm sorry you don't get to make your play pretend movie right. you don't get to you're not a frontline worker yeah and it's like yeah of course not he's not he's not literally with his hands saving lives but in a roundabout way he is saving lives sure yeah when it comes to keeping food on people's tables that's another thing he said uh-huh. they're college educations <laughs> That actually was pretty. <laughs> fucking nailed his voice for a split that was second. That's pretty good. That's pretty a, good. A tenth of a second. That was pretty good. Uh, and and he's my, and my he's, butt puckered a little bit. <laughs> and he's not wrong. I mean, yeah. the, the, that that and people they want to turn around and turn it into this frivolous thing, as if like all that he's talking about is I don't get to hang off a plane when you don't wear your mask. It's right, like no. it's not that, about that. I, I I feel like a lot of people didn't actually hear what he was talking about when they they say that. Because from a surface level, you'd hear Tom Cruise has a meltdown and yells at, you know, a key grip or something. And you're like, oh, well, he's an asshole. He's mm-hmm. just yelling because he's not getting his way. And, you know, he's worried about not being able to make another hundred million dollars. Yeah. You know, you actually listen to the the content of his words. And <clears throat> it's a lot bigger than that. It's a, it's a lot more. Even if it was just a performance, it, it, it comes off a lot less selfish than all of that mm-hmm. you know it's very selfless that he's saying like i am yelling at you because i care about everyone yeah that's why it matters so much to me and the other thing is you know this isn't like a christian bale blow up or russell crow blow up where it's some guy walked across the thing or he heard somebody laughing in the background or something stupid like yeah. that like he's talking about the fact that like you know, this is important and you need to treat it as such yep. or you're gone. Like yep. if you don't respect this process and you don't respect what we're doing for not us, but for everyone else and for yourself. Yeah. Like the one thing that he didn't say, which I wish he had was like, dude, I'm putting food on your table too. Right. Why are you making me do this? Yeah. Like I am angry at you for all these other people, but Look in the mirror, bro. Like, I am putting food on your table. I am paying your bills right now. Yep. You wouldn't have a job 
whatever you're doing, what if he was the key grip or if he was the fucking boom guy or yeah. whatever. <clears throat> but I will say all, all, all that considered they said that like six more people have already <laughs> quit the production because he had another blow up. God. So it's like, okay, all right, dude, you get, you, like you said, you have to find a new way to communicate with people right. or just fucking fire them. Honestly, there are people who are chomping at the bit, who are sitting at home doing nothing, yeah. who would love, dude, if you called me tonight, <laughs> I would leave this show right now and mm. go hold a boom mic sure. for Mission Impossible 7. Yeah, why not? And I would wear a hazmat suit 24-7. Yeah. I would shit and and piss in that suit if Tom Cruise he asked me to. wouldn't have to, but, you know. But if he asked me to. Okay. You know, I'm at his beck and That's call. That's for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just doing that as a favor to Tom. Okay. Because he did me a favor by putting food on my plate. <laughs> <clears throat> so. Paying for your college. College education. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they're the people who are... Um, criticizing him for his delivery aren't wrong but at the same time think about the situation he's in think about your own situation think about when you see somebody at a grocery store who walks in not wearing a mask and your first thought is like you motherfucker like come on man <laughs> right this shit is easy bro just mm -hmm. put the fucking mask on or with it below their nose yeah and it's like huh that's useless yeah you cool. might as well Thank fucking you. wear it around your fucking feet put it on it's, your forehead and so Think about those feelings you have when you see that. And then think about y you are not responsible for a billion dollars. Right. You're responsible for that measly $600 that the government's going to throw your way. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. So anyway, that was... Uh, I don't know why I brought it's that up. It's the Tom Cruise sidebar. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the article. Um, and I think we may have segued because of Twitter. Yeah, it's always Twitter. So it usually is Twitter. Yeah. But, okay, so CD Projekt Red. Um, the Paste article. Hey, Ben. Garrett. Don't do stuff like that. You got Stop it, it, right? You got it. Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about the updates to the game itself because I really want to just talk about Christmassy stuff. But I feel like we owe, we have a responsibility. Yes. To amend, a, uh, give an addendum. So the biggest things were PlayStation... Uh, started to actually uh, grant refunds yep. on the game, even if you'd already downloaded it and played it. Well, first, they took it off PSN. Yes. They also they took it off the PlayStation Network. It, it actually happened at the same time. Okay. They had a release, uh, uh, some kind of like PR release um, <clears throat> that some are saying suspiciously came out like at 3 o'clock in the morning Poland time. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> to, to kind of screw with them. That's um, funny. But, uh, yeah, they, they came out with this release that said that, one, uh, you can no longer purchase Cyberpunk 2077 on PSN. Two, we will give you refunds. Just show us proof of purchase, basically, and we'll give you a refund. Yeah. It won't be an issue anymore. <clears throat> um, then, after that, CD Projekt Red came out with a statement saying, yeah, we totally worked with PlayStation and... Uh, we totally knew this was going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I mean, totally. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. If you're not willing to wait for us to fix it, go ahead and get a refund. Mm. Uh, so again, trying to save face. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Microsoft. Microsoft followed suit. 
Did they? Yeah. Okay. You gonna look that up? Proof, 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 uh, <laughs> proof that for me. Well, I know, um, like uh, GameStop definitely did too. Um, well, don't make me look like it. Well, make me look like an idiot if I'm wrong. Okay, I'll look that up. I but would be happy to. In the meantime, yeah, which I, I just find so I find hilarious that you know PlayStation's like, all right, we'll give fucking refunds. But guess what? Guess who's footing the bill on that? And CD Projekt Red's like. Go ahead. Uh, according to Xbox, Microsoft announced, or not according to Xbox, according to MarketWatch.com, Microsoft announced on Twitter on Friday, uh, I'm guessing last week, um, that's expanding its refund policy to offer full refunds for anyone who purchased the game digitally from Microsoft Store. There you go. So those who bought a download as a digital copy of 2077 can request refunds by clicking here. By yeah. the way, uh, <coughs> more more reasons why you should just be buying digital copies. Yeah. If you can. The the thing that I got confused with though is that Xbox or yeah, Microsoft still have it on their uh marketplace mm. to purchase. You can still buy it there. Okay. So uh, somebody made the joke that like it un unwillingly became an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. So <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you have to give them credit i guess who playstation and xbox for they basically saw the writing on the wall and you have to imagine digitally hundreds of thousands of people were banging on their door oh yeah for sure and it it was like they had just woke up that night and they saw uh, like a zombie apocalypse, <coughs> apocalypse mm-hmm. where the night before everything was all good, and then you wake up and hordes <laughs> and hordes sirens and cars crashed everywhere. Yeah. There's fire off into the distance. There, like a hubcap bounces by. <laughs> People banging on your door. Yeah, and all it is is uh, <laughs> refund. <laughs> so. Kudos to them for, I mean, having their hand forced, but stepping up. Because, in all honesty, PlayStation, Sony, and Microsoft could have just said, look, man, like they, like they said from the jump, like, look, nobody told us, so fuck y'all. Right. And they didn't do that, but I kind of feel like it would be a PR nightmare for them to just be like, I don't know what to tell you. That's not our responsibility. Yeah, and it w- it was already slowly becoming that. I think they saw the writing on the wall, and they said, okay, we got to do something here. Yeah. And how much money do they really lose? I mean, that game sold, they said even with refunds, that that game did 13 million units. So, yeah, they did gangbusters even with people. I mean, how much of that number is people who are just going... I'll just wait for them to update it, I guess. Yeah. We'll, well go back to playing uh, NBA 2K or whatever. And I was going to say, I mean, I, I feel like you have to <clears throat> assume the vast majority of people who bought it aren't going for the refund. That, yeah. you know, a good portion will, but not, I don't, I don't think the majority of people are. I think it's too much of a hassle. I think they're just going to keep, I mean, uh, sort of to the game's credit, a lot of people have been playing it and enjoying it even on consoles. Yeah. So I think it's it's unfair for us to leave it on the note that we left it last week and just all doom and gloom. Some people are actually getting around the bugs and the crashes and still finding something good there, even on console. Yeah, I mean, some but, people. I mean, I, I I've had that experience before where I get lo- everybody's complaining about a game. It's all it's buggy as all hell, and 
you know, it sucks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I haven't seen a single bug. This game's awesome. Yeah. So, but still, the experience of few of the few mm. doesn't describe the experience of the many. Right. Yeah. And I, th- I think, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, um, Seed Project Red came out with a statement, too, after all of this saying essentially, like, you know, we'll make sure everyone gets a refund who needs it, even if it comes out of our own pocket. Yeah, yeah, so they did say that. That was something that we had criticized them on, saying that you know they should be stepping up and and digging out of their own pockets after they've reached beyond their um, you know their their expectation just on pre-orders alone. I I think the number one issue here is CD Projekt Red was too big for their britchers, right? And they rushed everything. They yep. rushed the release, and then they rushed their statements. They rushed the fact that they were going to do right by people. Everything. Everything seemed to be them reacting almost immediately. Yeah. One person criticizes them, and they're like, look, look, look. No, no, no. no it's fine. It's fine. I think if they had taken their time, you know, people want you to say something, and I think that I think CD Projekt Red could have just as easily released a statement that said something like we understand your concerns blah 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 yeah we will uh come to the table on this in the very near future while yeah. we talk to just yeah retailers i would, I would yada, say yada. yeah like just this is an active situation uh we understand the seriousness of your concern as as consumers and we appreciate all of you for showing up for our launch uh but we are currently in discussion with our board members and major retailers to make sure we make this right. Yeah. End it on that. Yeah. Beautiful. You don't, you don't give them anything concrete that they can back up and go like, Hey, you didn't do that thing. You said you were going to do exactly. And that's exactly what they did wrong. Right. (laughs) It was immediately go, look, this is what you can do. And you couldn't do it. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, (laughs) the thought behind that seriously don't know if anyone is running PR over there, but if they are, they should be fired. Yeah, definitely. That, that uh, fucking whoever, whoever was like, this is a good statement. They need Tom Cruise to talk to them (laughs) very roughly. You know, whenever a dev or yeah, whenever a dev acknowledges something like that, it always makes me, like when when a game has a, a a weird bug or you know they've made they've done an update and like a gun is OP now and you yeah. know it's unplayable the game is like well we you know it kind of sucks now because you've made this game you made this gun too powerful or this character too powerful mm-hmm. and a dev comes out and immediately is like we've heard your concerns we're working on it yeah for me personally that makes me feel a lot better yeah because the game still sucks in its current state but they see what we're saying and they're working on it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if nothing gets done about it, that's a whole other issue. But them just acknowledging the fact, and that goes back to your statement that they should have done, was just acknowledge that you see what's going on yeah. and that you're working on it. You don't have to tell everybody, you know, we got the answers. You don't have to have all the answers. This is a very complex issue. It's not as simple as, well, just Go back to GameStop. They give you money. Right. Like that's not how <laughs> it's it works. Pretty easy, guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, I don't understand. Mm. And until you're Polish. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
I tried to do that sounded vaguely like Eastern European. Yeah, that that's what I was going for. Yeah. I was I yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's the best I got on the fly. It's fine. I I was just thinking about like Polish UFC fighters that I've heard talk, talk. about over promising. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't promise anything. Okay, that was an on the fly accent. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they didn't owe everybody an immediate solution. They just owed people an acknowledgement. Right. And, and that we're working on it. Yeah. So that's where they originally went wrong. But then, you know, you do what you do, and then place the, Sony and Microsoft have to swoop in and do what they do. And you kind of put them in a in a pretty sticky situation. If I was Sony and Microsoft, I'd be at Project Red's doorstep like, the fuck are you doing? Well, they even did them worse by uh, apparently highlighting the fact that they didn't go through as rigorous a uh, as rigorous a uh, compliance testing as other games would have because mm. of the trust they had yeah. that CD Projekt Red wasn't going to come out with something as buggy and broken as this. Sell, sold them out. Yep. And like, hey, so, look, they let us do it. Right. <laughs> that, I mean, that's basically what they said is like the reason why it came through so buggy and was like allowed to be um, published like that was because they essentially got a pass. <laughs> PlayStation's like, this is how you gonna do me? Really, really? Okay. After everything we've been through, right? How about we stop selling your game? <laughs> how about that? I would, you know, if if they weren't losing as much money as they probably would lose, I would be like, you know, fuck you. Yeah. You take your measly fucking piece of shit game and you sell it on PC. <laughs> PC only. PC only. Yeah. Okay, we got enough exclusives. Yep. We don't need your piece of shit. Piece of shit. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that's as far as the updates are yeah. so far. Yeah. I mean, they've been coming up with patches and stuff for the game, yeah. obviously. As we knew they would. Yeah. Yep. You know, it, it, three months from now, maybe not even that long, the game's probably going to run like a dream. As dreamy as it could run on the console. <laughs> right, right, right. On the, on the last gen. But that's not the problem here. And I think... As terrible and poorly worded and uh, as just gross as Garrett's article was, he's not wrong. This mm -hmm. is the perfect example of what not to do. Yeah. When it comes to a video game. Just don't compare him to Hitler. That's that's all you got to do. Yeah. Also, just bad analogy. Yeah. All, all the way around. Yeah. Bad analogy. Okay. I think we spent enough time on <coughs> Cyberpunk. We've Agreed. given them... Enough of our juice. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Let's get into the let's get into the festivities. Let's get into the festivities. Um <clears throat> so I was thinking about this and I, I think that I think Nightmare Before Christmas, I think, is is a Christmas movie. Okay. I think it's undebatably a Christmas movie, mm -hmm. right? Because Everyone always says, like, well, I mean, it starts with Halloween. Yeah. He, they're in Halloween Town. It's really about a guy, you know, a, 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 a Halloween characters who don't understand Christmas, right? Right. But that's exactly why it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's about the discovery of Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. All of the themes of Christmas, togetherness and understanding and forgiveness and everyone, everyone, um, you know, 
being bigger than themselves and 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 sacrificing for the greater good and all that jazz. Mm. All of those themes are kind of in a roundabout way explored in Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Uh and just the fact that like it's not set during it's set during the time from Halloween to Christmas, mm-hmm. right? How could it be anything but a Christmas movie? Yeah. You know? I just don't think that that's even a debate. I think it's just people getting caught up in the fact that it's it revolves around spooky characters. Yeah. Well, and Tim Burton didn't help. He kind of sure. was just like, oh. He rarely does. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest, folks. Yeah, he, he just kind of fucking was like, Bleh. you guys talk about it. I'm like, well, that doesn't help. Hot take. Ed Wood's his best movie. Yeah, that's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> that's a hot fucking take. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, hold on. Let me... Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> it's not that hot. What, what's okay, a, what's above a, it to you? It is a really, really, really good movie. Okay, And yeah, so, by the way, yes, we know he didn't direct Nightmare uh, Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he barely even... He barely has any involvement at all, really. He's yeah. like, uh, he wrote the original story. Yeah. And then they just kind of worked around. Influenced by his art. And... Yeah. Um, What's better than Ed Wood? What's better? The original Batman. You think? Well, when you say it like that, it kind of makes me sad against myself. <laughs> I mean, no, and mind you, I love I love Batman. I love Batman Returns. Um, but... I think I love them because I am such a Batman fan. I think standalone mm-hmm. as a movie, they're they're good, but I I think as a film, maybe it's because it's about filmmaking. That's why I like it so much. But mm. I don't know. It just has a it's got a an edge to me. I yeah I I think that that I think that edges it for you. Yeah, that it is a film about film, mm-hmm. and that helps. Ah man, I'd have to. Now you're making me It's got wanna... so much more heart. You know, it, it, it feels like a, a real-ass movie. I feel like a lot of his movies get so caught up in, like, the look. Yeah. And the... the, the They're the f- more aesthetic. Yes, than... exactly. Like, I mean, he's made a ton of really good movies. Don't get me wrong, but... What about Big Fish? Don't people really like Big Fish? It's fine. It's forgettable. It's it's fine. It's fine. I don't know. I don't remember it at it, all. It came and went for me. I read the book. It, it, it was fine. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Scissor hands. I think most people would probably say that's that's got to be top three. Beetlejuice, right? dude. Beetlejuice is that's top tier right there. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. top tier stuff. I agree. That, I agree. I, I think you could make. I think you'd probably say that's his best movie. Beetlejuice is. I mean, I didn't. I'm saying this because I recently watched it, and like I, I'm, I watched it when I was a kid, and I, you know, I remember it and whatnot. Mm. <clears throat> but it was. Uh, I had kid glasses on. Yeah. 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 When I watched it as an adult, I'm like, this movie's incredible. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton. I was going to say that. Uh, how much of that has to do with Michael Keaton? I, it I feel has like everything yeah. to do with Michael Keaton. Yeah. He just is lights out. Mm-hmm. He's unstoppable. Yep. I mean, borderline, like, how does he not get a best actor or um, best supporting nod at least? Right. Because it's too weird, obviously. And the yeah. Academy doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, hmm. Corpse Bride. Yeah. People really like that movie. Did, did he actually direct that one? I thought he did. I think it was the same guy as uh, Nightmare. Nightmare? Maybe. Uh, what about Coraline? People really like that movie. Did he do that one? 
I thought he did. I think it's just stop motion. I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he did Creepy that Creepy stop motion? Yeah. Must be Tim no. Burton. Now, if you want to talk Neil Gaiman, I'll talk Neil Gaiman all day. Oh, that is a Neil Gaiman property, isn't it? It is. Oh, I have that confused. You're right. Sorry, yeah. sorry, guys. That is Neil Gaiman. Yeah. So I don't think he has any involvement with that. I don't think so. Uh, what else is there? What's in the... the you got a computer. Pull up his filmography. <sighs> Try not to cheat here. Come on. No. Well. Okay. All right. Fine. 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 With that. Uh, with that. Okay. Pull it up anyway. But we'll. I am. we'll I'm trying to. Um, I won't look. Sweeney Todd. That's definitely him. Yeah. Yep. Sweeney Todd's really good. It is really good. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it's his best movie, but no, it's up there. Um, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Ugh. Yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ugh. <laughs> P.U. I know, dude. Dude, when people talk about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and they're just like, I love this movie. I'm like, what? Yeah. You obviously missed the original. And this is not even coming from a nostalgic place of, oh, he's not Gene Wilder. No, dude. The whole movie is. No, it's off. It it's weird for weirdness work. sake. Yeah. Johnny Depp is doing this weird pedophile thing that just i don't know how you're not bothered by it f- f- Throughout like the entire the thing, whole yeah. movie is it just it's unsettling yeah. it makes me uncomfortable i don't like watching it i've only seen it once yeah and i don't i don't care to see it again i it's, don't care to see it it's one of those movies that i put in my list of like i get it i watched it i'm never gonna watch it again yeah. like passion of the christ no, seriously, dude. Seriously. Okay. Yeah. I have a list in my head when I think about movies where I'm like, okay, I got it. I seen yeah. it once. I understand what people say about it. I'm not going to watch it again. No matter how many times you say, well, what about... Th-? Nope. Yeah. Don't need to see it again. Uh, I got it. Requiem for a Dream. Perfect, perfect example yeah. of a movie where you go, okay, I get it. I get what yeah. everyone's talking about. No, thanks. Um, uh, um, Precious. Mm-hmm. Dude, that movie is so hard to watch. Just depressing. I, <laughs> the plight of black people is is put on this one girl <laughs> throughout the whole movie. You're just like, yeah. how many bad things can happen to one person? And the answer is a lot. Everything. Every bad thing that yeah. could happen to a person happens to her. I mean, you want a spoiler alert? <laughs> Have you seen Precious? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Unfortunately. We've all been hurt by Precious. She's molested. Mm -hmm. She's illiterate. Mm -hmm. She's poor. Yep. She gets AIDS in the end and then walks away skipping as if that was the best new. That was like her way out of life, dude. It's so hard to watch. That movie sucks. And not in a quality way, but in like a uh, way. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else? Give me another one. Where you go, I got it. Ooh. Do I need to watch this again? Nope. You know, I, I, I wonder I wonder why something like Shawshank Redemption isn't on that. Oh. Because it, it's the opposite of that. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's very hard to watch in parts, but I think ultimately it's very, like, life-affirming, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. And it's strange that a movie can do that. Mm-hmm. With, that's filled with, I, I would say, close to equally as dire and uh, dark places yeah um yeah i don't know that's a good one though that's a good one that doesn't that should go on the list but isn't 
Yeah. You know what one is on the list that's huh. similar? Hmm. The Green Mile. Yeah. I don't need to watch that movie again. Yeah, I get the it. Green Mile. <clears throat> Tom Hanks, credible performance. Yep. Uh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, mm-hmm. great performance. Uh, Sam Rockwell, they all do yeah. incredible. Yep. But I got it. Yeah. Okay? I don't need to see it again. Um, One that I think is on the list for most people, but not for me, just because I think it's such a like really well done movie. Like I, I'm in awe of the filmmaking of it. The subject matter is obviously horrific and terrible, but I just it, it's something I, I go back to time to time. Um, is um, Schindler's List. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's a that's on my list. I don't need to see that movie. Yeah, again. It, it's it's become more watchable for me just from a standpoint of like this is incredible filmmaking. Yeah, and it, it's some of those beautifully shot black and white film I've seen. Mm-hmm. The content of it is horrific and terrible, but. I just I respect the film itself so much that I do come back to it from time not all the time obviously but yeah um, you know if I feel like I can stomach it I'll, I'll I'll watch it a movie in the same vein by the way sidebar I'm surprised you even have a list because you like to torture yourself so much oh, yeah, that yeah it's incredible that there's even a movie in existence that you wouldn't watch again cut you off 12 years of slave <clears throat> oh yeah dude. don't need to watch that one again <laughs> got it yep okay yeah I know it was hard <laughs> okay I don't need to see it again. I don't need one year a slave. <laughs> These 11... Uh, 12 months a slave. Uh, I'll be honest, a little bit excessive. It's <laughs> a lot of years a slave. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot about the movie I was going to say. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> that was a good joke. Uh, oh, The Pianist. Yeah. I mean, Adrian Brody's performance, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Something I didn't know that I just saw... I don't know how it popped up, um, but he's the youngest actor to win Best Actor. Really? Oscar. Yeah. That how old was, was the he? Youngest performance. He was 23 or something. He was very young for acting purposes. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, because if you think about everybody who wins one, even when like even early Oscar winners like Pacino didn't win until he was in his mid 30s. Mm. Same with Jack Nicholson. Like all the guys that we are like. You know, they won young. De Niro yep. won really young. He was like 27, 28. They were like older dudes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Adrian Brody was actually 29. Oh, wow. So I guess it's just a long line of 30-year-olds. <laughs> everyone's in their mid to early 30s yeah. when they win that first one. 29. Yeah. You're like, see, that makes me, I don't know, man. That makes me feel better somehow. You know? <laughs> still, they got still got time. Yeah, I mean, I just sometimes I think about like like I I bring Pacino up a lot because like his first movie he was thirty in his first movie, mm-hmm. and then obviously he has what I consider to be the best decade ever for an actor, which is his seventies run. Of course, of just I I I think it's untouchable. I don't think there's an actor who has a better run of films in a row. There's obviously actors with better films, but there's nobody that has Godfather, uh, Serpico, Dog Day Afternoon, Godfather uh, Two, Godfather Two, uh, Needle in the Park. Like all of those movies are all in the seventies. There's nothing. There's yeah. no one touching that. Yeah. He yeah. just, he just freaks out for a decade. Yeah. He becomes the it guy. Yeah. For uh, dramas. And then in the eighties, he he you know. It's obviously a little middling, but it's still fucking uh, Carly. No, that was 90s. But uh, 
there's movies that people don't talk about that he has. Yeah. There's obviously Scarface was 82, I think. But yeah, that 70s run, I think, is untouchable. But, uh,. I'm trying to think if there's any other. I mean, I I, I have a full list of of movies that, like, ones enough. Yeah, yeah. The ones enough list. Mm -hmm. That's what we'll call it. Okay. Ones enough. Yeah. But uh, that has nothing to do with Christmas (laughs) or or Tim Burton. (laughs) The entire idea of Christmas movies is that they are endlessly rewatchable. Right. That's the point. Every year you watch them, and if it's a Christmas story, you watch it for 24 hours. I'll never get over it. <laughs> and so you're going to watch it this year, right? Yeah, I'm going to watch you it. You committed I, to watching it I this did, year. I did. I did. A I'm Christmas gonna. story, folks. We're talking about mm-hmm. a Christmas story. And they play it on TBS. TBS does the 24-hour marathon. So at some point, I think, I don't know when they start, but I'll watch it. Okay. I'm definitely going to sit down and watch it. All right. Uh, quick aside, quick aside. <clears throat> I'm uh, the Tim Burton filmography. Oh, yes. I have it pulled up. I'll okay. run through it real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 85, he did Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yep. That's top three, if not his <laughs> best movie. I mean, probably. It's up there. Uh, eight, 88 was Beetlejuice. 89 was Batman. 90 was Scissorhands. 92 was Returns. 93 was... Uh, oh, I guess he didn't... Okay, no, no, no I'm sorry. Uh, 92 or 93, it, he produced Nightmare Before Christmas, so... Doesn't okay. count. Yeah. Ed Wood is 94. 96, Mars Attacks. 99, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, 01, Planet of the Apes, baby. <laughs> oh, buddy. This is where it starts to... It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, 03, Big Fish. Uh, 05, he did both Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, and he did direct Corpse Bride. Okay. Um, 07, Sweeney Todd. Uh, 2010, Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. 2012, Dark Shadows and Frankenweenie. Oh, yeah. Uh, 14, he did Big Eyes. 16, Miss Peregrine's Home for per- Peculiar Children. Yeah. And 2019, Dumbo. Oh, yeah, he did do Dumbo. Yeah. Yeah. Why would Disney go, you know who needs to direct this movie? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. We got a guy. Who's the best guy to really nail home this movie? This baby elephant I movie. mean, I guess there are dark themes to Dumbo. Sure. But I don't know. I don't. I guess if you give it to a John Favreau, you, it'll be a little too lighthearted. I guess. But then again, I take that back. John Favreau. Have you a bad watched example. The Mandalorian? Yeah, because he's. A, he, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize, John Favreau. You deserve <laughs> zero slander, and you won't get any on this podcast. No. Because you've been fucking knocking it out of the park. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, his filmography is actually tighter than I thought it was. Yeah. I think just the past 15 years stunk up the room. Yeah. Other than that, he had a, a good run. And even in those 15 years, he only did like, what, four or five films? Something like that, yeah. So I mean, he didn't really do that bad. Yeah. Um, bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, I, mean, I mean. All that being said, maybe... Um, Maybe it's not his best movie, but it's my favorite. Yeah, okay. I can give you that. I'll take it. (laughs) But as you were saying, Christmas movies. (laughs) Yes, Christmas movies. What are... I mean, they they, they have to be endlessly rewatchable. Yeah. But they have to... uh, I don't know. I don't know. What makes a Christmas movie to you? 
because you know we had that debate we were talking about with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the the cliche ones die hard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so is is it just debates. that it 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 has a, a general theme and and uh, uh, trappings of Christmas time? Mm-hmm. Um, is it that the story itself involves Christmas as the holiday? Is it that um, I don't know it 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 loosely evokes the Christmas spirit. I, I don't know. Like what, what is it exactly that makes for a Christmas movie? I don't think that you need to have all of those things to make it a Christmas movie. People mm-hmm. always, always are like, you know, like Die Hard, for instance, how can it be a Christmas movie? Uh, it's not about Christmas. And it's like, but it kind of is right. And it's set during Christmas. Yeah. I think that it's, I don't even think that that debate is even interesting anymore. I think it's, indisputably let's be honest it never was interesting (laughs) no no and yeah it was just the thing people said yeah uh but yeah um i agree uh you know something like i don't know gremlins Mm, mm, hmm okay okay it's i i mean to me it's just as much christmas movie as it is as as die hard is right 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 so i think people get wrapped up in the fact that the movie has to be overtly about christmas to Mm -hmm. be a christmas movie right which I mean, I guess it goes back to your original question: What are the parameters? Right. Does it have to be the Santa Claus, or uh, a Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, yeah. or can it be something that? Uh, I mean, even uh, Iron Man Three. Yeah, it's it's set around Christmas time. Set around Christmas time, but not during. Like it, it's 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 happening. I think Iron Man Three. It's happening almost in the background. Okay. You know, yeah, I think like, okay, one of the reasons that Die Hard is a Christmas movie indisputably to me is because the reason that this isn't a spoiler, this isn't a spoiler. The reason that they're at Nakatomi Tower Mm -hmm. is because of a Christmas party. That is the reason they're there. Right. Right. So that is the plot of the movie. That's the setting. Yeah. That's why we are where we are versus Iron Man 3. That happens coincidentally that uh, okay so iron man 3 is a step removed from a christmas movie yes it, it's it's themed or it's set during christmas but that that's where it ends right uh kiss kiss bang bang i would consider a christmas movie mm. because it is more tightly see, see, connected yeah. i like what you're doing here you see you yeah, see you yeah, see, yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah i don't know i don't know i mean i i i feel like there are a lot of classic quote-unquote christmas movies like some of the ones i just listed um that have to do with Santa Claus or have to do with, mm-hmm. you know, kids getting presents. Jingle all the way, you know, like. Uh, by the way, why is that movie called Jingle All the Way? I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day because I wanted to watch it. And I was just like, what does it have to do with anything? So a part of me thinks it like maybe they they throw it in somewhere. Like maybe that's the name of the contest at the end or something like Maybe. Or like they have to jingle all the way to get the toy at the end. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what would that entail? What is jingling? I don't <laughs> I don't know if people can hear that. You're like LL Cool J? You jingling, baby. Go ahead, Daddy. You jingling, baby. Go ahead, Daddy. That yeah, that, that title doesn't make any sense. Um I'm trying to think. <clears throat> <clears throat> People are a little too, they're a little too tight. If every movie that we considered 
Christmas movies was just the movies that had to do with Christmas. We, we, we'd only have these terrible, I mean, obviously there's, there's the handful of like really, really good Christmas movies, but most of them just kind of suck. Oh yes, of course. Okay. Hey, Bobby. Most of them. Come here. <laughs> I snatched her ass up like a fucking, like I was a bear and she was a salmon. <laughs> She's about the right the size. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, look at you. She's so she's so quiet. She's so quiet. Yeah, you're so, so quiet. Look at that face. <laughs> look at that face. I'm sorry if you're not watching the show. You should be. <laughs> if all we've been doing is advertising it, watching it on YouTube. <clears throat> Go on. Puppy. Well, if you didn't, <laughs> if you if oh, she's fine. I didn't throw her. If you aren't watching on YouTube, you just miss Marco cradling a small lizard, a salmon, <laughs> a small lizard. <laughs> She's got the skin of a lizard. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's it's improving immensely as we pour. So yeah, I mean, um, you were saying Christmas movies suck. Yeah, I mean most of them do. So much so that how easy are they to fucking reproduce? Look at look at Netflix's lineup of of Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Just so, I mean, um, all these like Christmas princess. And, oh yeah, and but those uh, those aren't like classics. You no, know? of course not. Of course not. What I'm saying is like it's a cheap like genre. Yeah, it's a, exactly that's my yeah. point. It's yeah, an yeah. easy thing to just reproduce. You can make a Christmas movie like that. Yeah, it really, you know, you just have it's a it's easily uh, formulated product. Yeah, just some some. Some kind of conflict doesn't even have to even really be a conflict, and it must be resolved at some point during right. Christmas. And we That's have to we have to <coughs> make make <laughs> friends along the way. That's all. That's all. Or, that or find true love. Find true love. So, I think loosen your parameters a bit, and let in some of these classic films, and just fucking enjoy them. Stop trying to. Stop trying to debate them out of the conversation. No, no. What I mean, watch, watch what fills your heart with joy. Yeah, that's during all that, during the holidays. That's all that matters. I do think we need more like Hanukkah movies. Yeah, I think we need more like other other holiday movies. Even even like New Year's movies. There's not enough New Year's movies. Every time they make a New Year's movie, it's just dog shit. <sighs> yeah, because they just lean too heavy into. Um, uh, uh, the kiss at the end of the night. Yeah, and and um, you know, being a different person by the end of the movie. Ah, uh, yes, and just, yes, yes, yes. They just it's it's too heavy handed. Yeah. You ever seen any of those movies? <clears throat> and I don't know who the who the filmmakers are who make these movies, but they're the holiday themed uh, movies that are um like Hallmark movies. Not Hallmark movies. They're really high budget films, and they're um, what is the cast with a lot of ensemble ensemble oh like uh like love actually sort of like love actually but they're literally like oh yeah 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 yeah. christmas movie yes valentine's day yes i think valentine's day was one and new year's i'm pretty sure they did a new year's right yeah Yeah. i'm pretty sure they did a new year's like these holiday ensemble movies yeah where they're just like we're we're gonna do (laughs) it's crash but it's not (laughs) Awful. It's not Crash horrific. is another one. Yes. <laughs> I would not watch 100%. Crash again, dude. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and I've seen I've seen these ensemble movies, and they just always they just they get the biggest names that they can find. You get your fucking you know uh, Jennifer Garners and your and your you know they throw in Reese their token black people and they get their Reese Witherspoons. Yeah. And, and and then they all have their own cute little stories, and they all coalesce. Yeah. And in the end, we all learn a lesson, and that is. You know, don't pay these people to make these kinds of movies. <laughs> please stop watching these movies. Please, please, please stop. Like, what? How? How many more of these are we gonna make? Yeah. I thought. Sorry, I thought <laughs> I'm, I'm a little high. I thought <laughs> no, I'm not. I thought that they were gonna do one for every holiday. Yeah. I thought they were just gonna keep doing it until they had, you know, St. Patrick's Day, and <laughs> that was drinking, and that was probably the intent. Um, they may have just run out of money. Yeah, I mean, think about... Okay, hold on. I got to pull up the cast of one of these films just so we can kind of... What are you going to pull up? St. Saint, Saint Val- Valentine's Day? <laughs> Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day film, 2010. All right. Let's see here. New Year's Eve was in 2011, so they didn't waste a fucking second before they did another one. Okay, so top four people in this movie. Julia Roberts, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Jennifer Garner, and Ashton Kutcher. Okay. Okay, first, Ashton Kutcher is also in the New Year's Eve movie. Wow. So I don't know if it's like a shared Blue universe. <laughs> wait, wait, is his name Reed Bennett? <laughs> Dude, if it is, hold on. No, he's Randy in this oh, one. Damn it. Okay. Oh, and Anne Hathaway and Taylor Lautner and Bradley Cooper and Jessica Biel, wait, uh, and Jamie Foxx. There's the token black. And Topher Grace, and Emma Roberts, and Queen Latifah. You know what? I've seen that one. And George Lopez. <laughs> George Lopez, dude. Uh, that's, that's about it for knowns. You're not, you're not ready for the cast of New Year's Eve. Okay. First of all, um, it has a seven on Rotten Tomatoes. A you 7%? Didn't, you didn't hear that wrong. I didn't say 77. <laughs> I didn't say 17. I said okay. a 7. For reference, Valentine's Day has an 18%. So they tracked downward. Tracked down. Maybe that's why they didn't make another one. It only took a year for them to go, for them to get into the single digits. And they're like, if we make another one, we might create a Hollywood black hole. Mm-hmm. The cast of New Year's You know Eve. how much Hollywood hates black things. <laughs> oh, nice. Give me, give me some right there. Mm. Listen to this. Listen to this cast. You ready? Mm-hmm. Zach Efron is the top billing. Okay. Michelle Pfeiffer. Wow. Leah Michelle. Ashton Kutcher, our through okay. line. Yeah. Robert De Niro. Wow. Jessica Beale, Sarah Jessica Parker, Holly Berry. <laughs> okay. Catherine Heigl, Josh Dumel, Hillary Swank, and then John Bon Jovi. Okay. Now they need at least one musician, I guess, in every uh, yeah. film. But it, it but it gets better. Look at this. Because not only does this this movie doesn't have one, it doesn't have two. Apparently, it has three musicians in this movie. Because wow. Common and Ludacris are also in this film. Okay. Uh Seth Myers, Abigail Breslin, Sofia Vergara, Alyssa Milano, Carrie Hughes. Jesus Christ. Ryan Seacrest, Sarah Paulson, Russell Peters, Jim Belushi, 
This how is this movie four hours long, dude? Exactly. It seems like even the extras were yeah. at least C list movie stars. Well, because I didn't even get to saying Jessica Biel, Jessica Alba. I, I may say Jessica Biel, Jessica Alba, Patrick Dempsey, uh, Shirley MacLaine, Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates. What is she doing? Chilling on all the money she made from Valentine's <laughs> from Day. Valentine's Day, yeah. Oh, what was the box Kristen office shawl? What was the gross? Um, the gross. Let me see. Gross. That's one of the biggest ensembles I've ever seen. It's huge. Um, let's see. Okay, domestic. It made a hundred and ten million dollars. Okay, so this one did one hundred and forty-two million. Okay. So okay, all right. Domestic or worldwide? All right, listen. I know that this was supposed to be a holiday themed episode, but I can't get over this. Now I'm all in. Okay, so the director of these movies is Gary Marshall. Okay. And this is an unofficial unofficial trilogy set during one day and it's a holiday, right? Okay. So Valentine's Day was the first one. The second one is obviously New Year's Eve. And uh, or uh, hold on, let me Yes, New Year's Eve. <clears throat> and then the third one is Mother's Day. And that was in 2016. So they did make one they more. A, Mother's Day is a movie? And this one has <clears throat> an even wider cast. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, Kate Hudson, Julia Roberts, Jason Sudeikis, Timothy Oilfont, Shay Michelle, Britt Robertson, Jack Whitehall, Hector Elizondo, who was also in New Year's Eve, um, Margot Martindale. I don't actually know who that is. Who is that? Oh, that lady. Okay. <laughs> one of those, huh? This one, yeah, this one, yeah. Okay. And that one did $48 million at the box office. Domestic? And, uh, it's just, I'm sorry, that's just the box office. I'll check domestic. Because worldwide, Valentine's Day made $217,569,328. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so I that like 42 was wasn't. I was shortchanging it by saying just the domestic. Yeah. With international in, it made basically double what I said. Okay, 32 in the U.S. and Canada. So that's almost its entire gross. 15.9 everywhere else for Mother's Day. For New Year's Eve, let's see. It did 54 in the United States and 87.5 everywhere else. Worldwide. Mm. I say everywhere else. Everywhere Worldwide. Else. All those other countries. <laughs> Be <laughs> Common got nominated for Best Actor at the BET Awards for New Year's Eve. Wow. He lost. <laughs> But he got nominated. Who won? That's a really good question. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, actually. I wonder if the Internet's like, we don't know. <laughs> this took me. This link actually took me straight to it. I'll tell you in a second. But, yeah, so I, I kind of can't get over this right now. Um, <clears throat> okay. Let me first tell you. The nominees. Now, this this okay. this year, I, I can't, I just don't have the resource. Well, we have the resources, but I don't feel like going through all of this. But the 12th anniversary BET Awards was held in 2012. Okay? okay. So at this point, I can't imagine these guys were doing like incredible films. Mm. But I'll tell you who the nominees were. 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 The nominees, and then I'll tell you who won. Okay. The nominees are. 
Don Cheadle. Common. Idris Elba. <clears throat> and Denzel Washington. Wow. And the winner is Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart won, and I can only imagine it's for um that breakout movie that he was in. Uh, um, I think Girls Trip, maybe not Girls Trip, but somewhat, whatever fucking movie he did where um, he fucking blew up and he was all over the place. And people just couldn't get enough of old Kevin Hart. Jumanji. <laughs> it wasn't Jumanji. Uh, Think Like a Man? Think Like a Man. That mm-hmm. was the movie. Yeah. Think Like a Man. And I'm I'm sure that's what he won for because he... that Honestly, I mean, jokes aside, that was a breakout role for him. And he did really well in it. And it was before everyone understood the... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> whole thing that Kevin Hart does. Yeah. So... I said Jumanji kidding, but those are actually really good movies. Oh, yeah. No, the no. The new ones are really good. <clears throat> it, they are good movies. Yeah. He doesn't deserve any awards for them. No, no. He deserves a pat on the back and mm-hmm. his paycheck for making those movies. Exactly. Because they're very good. He's very good playing against uh, The Rock. Yeah. Their chemistry. Who knew those two dudes would have such good chemistry? I know. I know. Okay, so what? what's the worst holiday movie in your opinion? Oh, that's a good question. Now, we could obviously say one of those dog shit movies that like Netflix, Netflix pumps sure. out or Lifetime pumps out. I mean, like mainstream, one that you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. Uh, That's the real question. What's the worst holiday movie that you have seen? <sighs> worst I can go first movie. if you'd like. Yes, please. To give you a little let bit me, of time. Let me think. Let me think. It's a, it's a movie called Last Christmas. Um, it's, I, know. I know. I know. Dog shit, right? I know. Um, it, it, uh, Hey, <laughs> let me, let me look it up real yes, quick, please. Cause I think I have one, but, but go ahead. So, uh, yeah. Last Christmas came out in 2019. Um, it was directed by our, our old friend, Paul Feig. Oh man. Paul Feig. And, uh, it's cast includes. As I pulled up, <coughs> Amelia Clark, Emma Thompson, Michelle Yeoh, uh, and a bunch of British people. Wait, is that that movie with the crazy twist in the end? Sure is. <laughs> it sure is. Okay. Spoiler alert. If you're ever going to sit down and watch a really, really bad movie. Please don't. Please, please, please don't. We recommend that you do not watch this film. It, it, it's all based around the George Michael song and George Michael songs in general, which is the best thing about it. Right. The whole uh, score is is George Michael songs. Right. For the right. Most part. It's all it's all themed around George Michael songs, which, you know, great idea. Yeah. I love it. You know, it and, and obviously the titular Last Christmas plays a big part of it. Right. Um, but yes, spoiler alert. There is a dog shit twist at the end. <laughs> <laughs> awful awful dog shit twist at the end <clears throat> so um spoiler again uh the love interest throughout the entire thing is dead he's a ghost the whole time dude the, the whole time. time he was a ghost he was a ghost incredible right mind-blowing so he so either okay so if you believe in ghosts then this is a thrilling thing for you if you don't 
then that means Amelia Clark has schizophrenia. <laughs> yes. And she created this man yes. to work out some issues that she had. <sighs> okay. I left out the other lead, uh, the male lead's name, Henry Golding. I, I don't want to leave him out because he did play a big part in that movie. Right. The ghost. The ghost. Yes, the ghost. My, my, my nominee for, I wouldn't say it's the worst ever, but... First of all, you can put any Medea-themed holiday movie in there. Medea's Boo, Medea's whatever. All of those suck. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this Christmas. Not based, last Christmas. Not last Christmas. Okay. This Christmas. Yeah. Based around the Donny Hathaway song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it This ha- Christmas I gave that's you not my the, heart. That's not the one. Okay. That's not the one. Uh, but you're close, though. Mm. You're close. Very, very close. If you just change... Honestly, if you just change one word... No, 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 no. Keep the words the same. Just change this the melody. This Christmas, <laughs> I gave you my dick. Oh, what? <laughs> oh. This Christmas, it's a, a rom-com, obviously. Of course. Because it can't be anything else. It is the season. holiday themed. And it, it's just, here's my here's the thing. It's made by people. It's 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 a, it's a, uh, a black holiday themed movie. And... It's always like they always get these stuff like Delroy Lindo, Idris Alba, Columbus Short, Regina King. Like it's got a killer cast. Mackay Pfeiffer. It's a killer cast. Yeah. Just straight up assassins in this movie. And they're asked to just be black people in this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like one of those movies where you watch it and you're like, okay, I got it, I guess. Right. Like it would just, it's boring there's nothing emotional about it there's nothing it's just not it's like it's nothing as bad as uh last christmas last christmas because of that that horrific twist Mm. but it's just a middling like did this need to be made kind of movie and obviously it didn't because it only made 50 million dollars on a 13 million dollar budget so they probably didn't make any money seeing as they have let me repeat (laughs) delroy lindo Idris Alba, Regina King, Mackay Pfeiffer. Oh, oh yeah, and a little guy named Chris Brown was in this movie, and this was uh, 2007 at the height of his powers. Yeah, he covered this Christmas actually, Makes and I sense. remember I remember that song. Was it for the soundtrack? Yeah, it was for the soundtrack. Makes sense. And I remember the video. He's like walking down the street and he's like dancing. He's doing. And he the punches Christmas. a woman in the face. <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas, <laughs> as she's on the ground, it's just right in her face. <laughs> this Christmas, you embarrass me in front of my fam. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna keep Thank improvising you. lyrics Please. because it's probably gonna get dark. It's gonna get it bad. Is, yeah. yeah, we had our our dark and uncomfortable. Oh, it, it could get darker. Yeah, believe you me. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's just movies like that. Yeah, where it's just. You just you get all of these really talented people together and to then do you nothing. Just, yeah, you just yeah. do like they're basically just relatives and friends, and everyone gets together for the holidays and hilarity ensues. Right. And it's like, whatever, man. This family's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just boring. And it goes along the same lines as like the uh, the the Hallmark uh, movies too. It's all formulaic and like you know exactly how it's gonna go. Right. Only the only difference is those holiday movies are like. At this point, they're so self-referential that they understand how cheesy they are and kind of just lean into it to yes. the point where yes. I think the 
what was good about those Hallmark movies was the fact that they didn't seem to understand mm-hmm. what the joke was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much like The Room. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is really bad, but you guys are taking it very seriously. Right. And now that they're in on the joke. It's not as good. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the KFC thing that they did. Everyone's mm-hmm. been talking about it. Yeah. And I watch clips from it and I've watched some like commentary uh, YouTubers talk about uh-huh. it. So I, I know what happens. I know the plot and everything. And it's just one of those things that's like. It's trying to be. It's just. Uh, a, like a B tier movie too yeah, much. Just wait. Just try and wait too hard. It's always disappointing. Yeah. B movies are good because they don't know they're B movies. Exactly. That's the that's where the funny is. Yeah. Um, one movie I will I will leave people recommend or with my recommendation. A uh, newer holiday movie is Happiest Season. I don't know if you you heard the rumblings of this. Happy season. Happiest season. Happiest season. Uh, it's, it came out this year. Um, let's see. What was it on? Was it on Hulu? I don't know. I've never even heard of it. I think it's on Hulu. Yes, it's on Hulu. Confirmed. Um, confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah, it, it has uh, Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, uh, Daniel Levy, Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, and uh, wait, what is the movie called? Happiest Season. Okay, I think I've heard of this. So it it caused a lot of uh, uh, Twitter buzz because of its ending, because <coughs> it's a it's a romantic comedy, in the classic sense of romantic comedies in which. Everyone dies. No. Oh. Everyone's a ghost. Um, <laughs> Even better. In which, you know, there's this uh, this conflict, this this crossroads of who will she end up with? Ah. And like, uh, what's that movie with Ben Stiller and fucking Ethan Hawke? Uh, and, uh, Zoolander. <laughs> no, fuck. What is that movie? Ethan Hawke. Is it Ethan Hawke? I don't I'm remember. I'm just thinking about, a no- huh? No, it's not something. No, it's like a. It's more serious. I think Jack Black's in it. Maybe not. Uh, Just do Ethan Hawke and Ben Stiller. Okay. Reality bites. Nah, that's the one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Same mm-hmm. thing where they're like, yeah. you need to be with Ben Stiller. He's the good guy. Right. Right. But she right. ends up with Ethan Hawke because he's like spoilers. Sexy. Oh, sorry, sorry. This yeah, movie it's... only came out in 1994. <laughs> I apologize. I know. Yeah, but yeah, si- similar thing where it's like. Who's she gonna end up with? Um, and it it just so happens that it's it's a uh, uh, lesbian story. Ooh. But at the same time, like it's not ever played up in a way. You stop that. Sorry. It's not ever played up in a way that it's like it's 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 overplayed in any way. I think I think a lot of the people who are like, oh, why does every character have to be gay nowadays? It, it's like <laughs> that. That's not. Uh, that's not what this story is. Like, <laughs> you have to be gay. I'm a homophobe, <laughs> but I'm not. Uh, I hate seeing gay people all the time. Gay people on my TV. Right. So uh, now, now I know exact. I know exactly what you're talking about. What movie? You're what talking movie? About. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's not it's not played up in a way that's like, oh, this is a gay love story. It's like. It, it it's just it's played straight uh, played straight ah. Ah. um but it, it it's told in a way that it's it's just very natural and that's really the, the the best way it can be it's no longer like this this thing that it it has a lot to do with uh you know sexual identity but at the same time it's not ever like this weird thing it's it, it's a very endearing story and 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 strangely effective in the comedy sides and in the drama sides and mm. i really liked it 
Um, and again, it, it became viral because of the who do you choose? You know, who yeah. do you think she's better off with kind of thing? Yeah. Um, so I just found it really, really uh, engrossing in a movie that I, I wouldn't ordinarily give a chance. Yeah. I did for this one, and I'm glad I did. And I think that you should, too. Okay. Nice. I probably wasn't ever going to watch that movie. Um, I did find it interesting that it was about a lesbian couple. Right. And, uh, yeah. And that is a major plot point. Uh, as far as the story itself, I'm not trying to like downplay it, like saying like they don't address it at all. Yeah. But it's not a thing of like, I don't know. It, it, it was done really speaking as a straight man. It was told very oh, here well. Here we go. The opinion of another cis male. <sighs> Sorry. But I'm just saying I, I really appreciated the way I think a lot of people like I think this will be a good movie for a lot of out of touch older people and parents mm. to kind of wrap their heads around like sexual orientation and like normalizing it oh my god that is so cute that you think that they would watch that movie and come away with more understanding of homosexuality at least they tried is what i'm saying that's so that's adorable yeah you look adorable and you talk adorable <sighs> and the things that you come out of your mouth even more adorable okay. uh i <clears throat> i wanted to trash another black film <laughs> okay uh, let's cut that sound bite out <laughs> i'm kidding guys i'm kidding i'm not kidding it's not a great movie it's called black nativity and it's based around a uh langston hughes poem and uh again you get all of these things that come together and and you, you got langston hughes incredible poet one of my favorite poets you get all of these actors listen to this cast forrest whitaker angela bassett that's where it stops. Those are the only two good <laughs> actors because you get Tyrese, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer. Wait, did you guess or did you pull no, up? The I, I oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, I was like, no way. <laughs> There's no way you guessed that. Uh, Mary J. Blige, uh, Jacob Lattimore, uh -huh. Vondi Curtis Hall. I don't even know who Tyrese. Let me pull that up. Vondi Curtis Hall. She's Nas. In the 70s and Nas. Yeah. And uh, um, strange that a lot of these movies are pulling in singers. And musicians. Yeah. Um, actually the person the person who this Cassie Lemons, she wrote, directed, and produced this. Huh. Good for her. I mean, it's not very good, <laughs> but good for her. She tried anyway. <clears throat> and it, again, it's another one of those things. It's just it's just too there's no there's just zero nuance. It's yeah. just like so it it's so it's the same thing with fucking any 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 movie that's overtly like like um black holiday films usually center around christian beliefs the black black southern churches if you're somebody who doesn't believe that it's like it's used as either comedic fodder or it's not really even addressed, honestly. Or you're, or or the downfall or, of why that character sucks. Exactly, exactly. It has a lot to do with their godlessness and all that jazz. Um, not to say that that's the themes of this movie. The the everything that they try to do is actually kind of commendable, mm. but they just pick actors like Mary J. Blige and Nas and Tyrese to do it. Right. And you just leave all the heavy lifting to Forrest Whitaker and Angela Bassett. And they can only do so much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another bad one. 
Sorry, I think we were going positive, and I just I just dragged another movie down. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just end the holidays on sadness in 2020. Let's yeah, do no, that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's lift the people up. Let's lift the people up. Okay. No, no, no. Actually, you know what? I need you to 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 answer for something. Uh oh. Why why the hate for a Christmas story? <laughs> I want you to explain that to me because it's something we touched on earlier in this episode. And I, I, I just want to know what is it about a Christmas story that you hate so much? You know what? It's mostly the fact that uh, people that's, won't that's, shut up about it. That's the movie that we were talking about earlier. I don't know if we specifically said it, but that's the movie we were talking about earlier that is airing 24 hours on TBS, I think. TBS. Yeah. Every single year they Every air year. it for 24 hours a day. Yeah. On a loop. And, and it's things like that. It's not that good. Okay. That's my problem. Everyone always cites this movie. It's you see the merchandise, you see the the lamp, uh, the, the leg lamp, the leg lamp. And yeah. You, you'll shoot your eye out, kid, and mm-hmm. and you, drink your Ovaltine. Yeah, and get your you, the kid getting his tongue stuck on the thing. And, yep. And all of these, it's a it's. Now I'm gonna go back and rewatch it. Like I said, I haven't okay. seen it in a long time because spite mostly. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and rewatch it. With adult eyes, okay, yeah, and and very critical eyes because I've been so spiteful about it. And usually, contrary to popular belief, that actually breeds better reviews from me mm-hmm. when I'm looking at something very critically. critically. Yeah, because if I'm just kind of watching it, I go, I miss themes and I miss references right, right, right. and Easter eggs and things that they're trying to do. You don't, you don't necessarily mean negatively critical. You just mean. You know, watching for stuff. Exactly. Looking for it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do when I rewatch it. Okay. But my initial issue with the movie is just the fact that I don't, I think it's incredibly overrated. Okay. I just don't understand. And I, I personally think that it is the Sandlot of Christmas movies. <laughs> See? What are you doing? What are you doing? It is. You watch it and you get back to me. But I'm telling you, it's the Sandlot. Of Christmas movies. And hey, listen, I could be wrong, and I'm probably wrong because of the fact that it gets played 24 hours. Classic for a reason. And, That's all and, I'm saying. And people just won't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. It's like one of those things. See, now, what you're telling me is it's Seinfeld, and what I'm thinking is it's Friends, where people won't shut the fuck up about it, and I'm saying it's overrated, and you're saying, no, 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 it deserves the praise that it gets. The Office, Parks and Rec. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. So I'm going to watch it. I'm going to give it the detention. The detention. The, the detention it deserves. The attention it deserves for a film held in such high regard that people won't stop talking about it. Okay. And then we're going to watch Jingle All the Way. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. It's a good palate cleanser. All right? Yeah. Now, um... We're going to get the fuck out of here, but before we do, I just want everybody to know, um, I mean, we'll have one more episode before the new year. Yeah. Right? God willing. God willing. And we just, you know, it's been a lot of doom and gloom, especially on this podcast. <laughs> and, you know, it's it, those are those are real feelings. We're not, uh, we're not sugarcoating anything. No. But, you know, try your best to, I guess close out the year as positively as you can things yes. are looking up right you got 2020 2021 ahead of you you got 2020 in the rearview mirror 
probably one of the worst years of all time, but it's behind us now, right? Yeah. We got a new president coming in, right? We've got the vaccine coming, right? We've got we've got 600 bucks coming. We got 600 bucks coming. Wow. Things are looking up. I <clears throat> I'm saying this to you guys and I'm kind of saying it to myself. <laughs> Believe. To try to start looking at the positives. Yeah. 2021 should be a year where you try to look at the positives. And there's you can't start too early with something like that. Yeah. Christmas is a really good time. And and if you're if you're spending the holidays alone, we feel for you and I I hope that I I sincerely hope that if you're listening to this that it it gives you some kind of solace and um you know I, I I don't know. I just I want people to feel better. I I genuinely yeah. don't want to uh, end it on a on a negative. Note. Yeah. No. I I, I think uh, I I exactly um, copy what you're saying in that if you are spending if you have spent these holidays alone, hopefully we've been able to be there as <coughs> at least some background noise for you. Yeah. From time to time, and um, yeah, we appreciate you. And if you're making that choice because of the pandemic mm-hmm. just know that you're right yeah you're doing the right thing don't let anybody tell you that you're overreacting yeah or that you know it's not worth it or that you know uh, uh it's not real or whatever kind of bullshit people can come up with if you've decided that this is the best thing for your health and for your family's health you're right yeah and keep that in mind for new year's too yeah i know we're late on that message for christmas but you know just do what do what you need to do. And if anybody's pressuring you or making you feel bad for doing that, then fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them in 2021. That's right. Fuck them right into 2021. Uh-huh. All right. Um, do you want to review this beer? Let's review this beer. Okay. Let's review this beer. This was the Delirium Noel. Uh, some people just call it the Delirium Christmas Ale. Christmas. Christmas. It's a Belgian ale. It's 10%. It's... What you expect, Obi? What'd you think? I mean, it's delicious. Uh, they don't miss, as they like to say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will say um, this isn't quite at the same level as the Delirium Tremens for me. I think the added two percent, I think it is ABV, uh-huh. um, flavor-wise, does act as a detriment to this beer. Mm, I think it is a little bit too uh, alcohol forward for my taste. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I mean, there's still a lot of very good flavor to be had here. It's a very like warming beer as you know, you may think it would be uh, being a Christmas beer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very, very f- full and thick and lots of flavor. So I do recommend it though. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Mm, okay. Okay. Four and a half, but a very strong and enthusiastic four and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very enthusiastic yes. four and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I tend to agree with you. I'm also going to give it a four and a half. Um, I mean, I think it's a little unfair to to compare it to the Tremens, but at the same time, I mean, we only had the Tremens what two. Three episodes yeah. ago, and and honestly, as a brewery, that's the level they set for me. Exactly. So yeah, exactly, and so when you've had that, and then you had this, that Tremens is, I mean, we I actually hadn't had it 
since the last time we had it years ago years ago yeah so having it again and going holy shit this is i, I see why this is his favorite. <laughs> i believe this my own hype this shit is delicious and this is really good too but yeah it it, it, it is not as good as the tremens yeah. and the alcohol taste is very forward um the, the the minute it touches your lips you're like okay that's gonna be this is gonna make me a little yeah it's delirious <clears throat> so all that being said yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a unanimous a unanimous unanimous four and a half magnanimous magnanimous <sighs> we got it i think we got it well if you say that we got it then that means this show is over this has been the one baron podcast for myself marco dupa for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays, Brewskis. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer, like, share, and subscribe everywhere that podcasts are sold. Listen to, uh, enjoyed over a glass of eggnog or delirium Noel, and have a beautiful evening. We love you. Goodbye. This Christmas. <laughs>